Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Living Backwoods. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Roland and the program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been around 33 years and I talk about life. You see, life is... uh, What is life for the average person? For the average person, life is reacting to things that happen on the outside. And eventually you feel overwhelmed. And how do we react? We react emotionally. And this happens, and then that happens, and this happens, and that happens. And eventually you say, oh no. And then this happens, and then that happens. It's like one tragedy, one trauma, one mistake, one misunderstanding after another, after another. But can you see thus that the average person is living backwards? Instead of flowing from within, they await for something to happen. And then you say, oh no. I forgot to do this. There's somebody not understanding me. There's somebody taking advantage of me. There's, oh no, look what they're doing now. Here's another rule. Here's another something or other. Do you see it's just totally, totally reacting? And everything is that way. When you watch the news, what do they do? They show you this awful thing that's being done and that awful thing that's being planned, and this terrible thing that just happened, and what do they want you to do to it? React. But I say there is another way of living that's not reacting, that's flowing from within, and that is true life. Now, do you know what grace is? We've heard the word so much, haven't we? We've, had, we've heard the beautiful music and song about grace, We've talked about grace. Do you know what grace is? Grace is God's life, Christ's life in you, and it flows through you. From the very beginning was God, and there was light, and then life came into the world, and it flows through people. God's life in you, Christ's life in you. It's not a life of reacting. It's a life of flowing. Now, what's the problem with all of this reacting? First of all, you don't have time to live your life because you're always reacting. For example, you have something that you would like to do. And what happens? Somebody interrupts you. When you were a little child, you were playing. And for a little child, playing is learning. Did you know that playing is learning for a child? You were playing. And they interrupted. There was something that they made you do that wasn't really necessary. They could have let you play for a while. 
But no, they had to do it immediately. They had no patience. No patience whatsoever. In fact, didn't it often seem like they didn't like you to be happy? They wanted to disturb you, to upset you, to get you react to them and to get control over you and to, and to ruin the fun. It often seemed, didn't it, that they, were, that they wanted to ruin the fun? Ruin the joy. They took it away. They robbed you. They robbed you of joy. In the variety of ways, we can think of some awful, awful ways that adults can ruin the joy of a child. But there are very subtle ways, very subtle ways that uh, they do it. And so it's one thing after another. When you were a child, you were happy you played. And there were interruptions. Okay, you could live with those. No big deal. But then there was the divorce. There was arguing and screaming your parents, arguing and screaming at each other. There was somebody stole your stuff at school. There was the bully. There was the cruelty. There was, see what I mean? And it seemed like the whole point of it was to get you to react. And once you began to react, then before long, you couldn't stop reacting, and the reaction spread to everything, and pretty soon you were reacting at everything, and you were no longer living, you were just reacting. And for most people, that's their life. Reacting, 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 until they can't bear reacting anymore. And then they try to medicate themselves or, or drug themselves. So I think I've made the point that your whole life has been one of reacting. And that's no way to live. It's not a real life. It's just reacting. Real life flows from within. Now, the life from God brings with it many wonderful blessings. It brings joy. It brings peace. It brings insights, understanding. And it also helps to establish in you the virtues that you need in order to do anything good in the world. Because if you don't have virtue, if you don't have the connection with the Father, then all you are is a sounding gong and a tinkling brass, or whatever it was that Paul said when he said, if you don't have love. In other words, without love, anything that you do is nothing. It's just empty. To have love, where is love going to come from? It has to come from God. He is the source of love. It has to flow through you. If, he, if you have his love dwelling within you, then you can be patient. You can wait and you can watch. And then if you have something to say or to do, it will have wisdom in it because it's flowing from the good within, do you understand? Now you can listen to Shedding Shackles live streaming on your phone. Simply call 518-896-1902. That's 518-896-1902. Thanks for listening.
So one of the things that we all have to eventually see is that everything that we've done has been a compensation, either a reaction or a compensation. Somebody said something to you and you got angry, or you got your feelings hurt, and then you stormed around, and then you tried to do something to prove to them that you weren't what they said that you were, and so on and so forth. And then eventually you threw in the towel and said, okay, well, if that's what they think I am, then I'll just go ahead and be that. And then you do, then you become just what they said you would in order to, in order to hurt them. I mean, it's just the mental machinations and the compensations, they just go on and on. So now you have to see that everything that you've done has not had faith in it and it hasn't had love in it. Now let's talk about emotion. What is it that is the connection between external events, external words, external situations, and you that forms the basis of this reaction? It's emotion. So you react to something without love, without faith, and you become emotional. It's that simple. Now, when you were a little child, you were only a little child. And whatever was done to you, whatever would happen to you, you couldn't help it. You were only a child. You were supposed to be protected from untoward things. And when little things do happen, when we're children, you know, other children tease us, or maybe another child steals one of your toys or something. When these things happen, then the good parent is there with understanding, and they can make things right if possible, and they can explain, and they can show you the way of re properly re responding to things in the world. So, you, so they would show you how to respond instead of react. But if the good parent was there, and you knew that there was goodness, and there was love, and you knew that there was goodness and love, and nothing could shake your belief in it, nothing, then you wouldn't have to react when things happened. You would see them. They would puzzle you. They would concern you. But you wouldn't have to react and be overwhelmed by them. But when you lose faith, see, what happens is that people, see, See, it's what something means. It does have a cognitive aspect to it, this emotion. See, if a parent looks at the child in a mean way, well, that's all it is. It's no big deal. Maybe it's unpleasant, but it's not a big deal. But if the child has been teased and traumatized and devastated to the point that the child is clinging on to defend their being, and the parent's mean look can then mean to the child, I am unloved, or I am unlovable. And when it has that kind of a meaning, it's devastating. Now do you see why the parent must be stronger than the world, especially father, Father must have an unbreakable bond with his creator. He must have found his creator. He must have overcome his childhood traumas, set them aside, refound or found the creator, and lived 
flowing from within. And that father would have understanding, patience, long-suffering, kindness, courage, gentleness. He would have all of those. And the child, seeing that in the father, would know that good exists. And despite everything that might happen in the world, it wouldn't shake the child's knowing that good exists. Do you understand? So now you must find God. If you had a good father, many of us didn't. Most of us had fathers that were halfway decent. They did the best they could, but they weren't strong enough. The world overcame them, and they failed. But they were halfway decent. If you saw any good in your father, then honor that good and cherish that good. And don't resent your father for his failings. Don't resent him. Don't hate him. Just see that he failed. You're listening to Shedding Shackles, helping you navigate life's challenges with poise and confidence. If you have a question or need advice, call our listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as Ain't Misbehavin', a jazz song by Thomas Waller and Harry Brooks. Thanks for listening. If you saw any good in your father, then honor that good and cherish that good. And don't resent your father for his failings. Don't resent him. Don't hate him. Just see that he failed. And likewise with your mom and with anybody else. If they failed, see that they failed. Even if they were cruel, even if they did things that weren't good, see clearly that it was wrong, that what they did was wrong, but don't hate them for it. See, hatred devastates your inner being. And then the other thing, when you let go of your resentment toward other people, and when you learn to stop reacting, see, all your life you reacted, 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 reacted. Now you have to learn to react less and less and less. And when you find your creator within, when you learn to be still and to Stand back from things on the outside. Have a little mental distance. Take a mental step back and watch. The desert fathers in the Philokalia, they told us to watch. Watch. Stand back and watch. Christ often said, watch. Watch. Don't react. Let the moment pass. Wait. And you'll be safe. And the most important reaction that you have to watch out for is resentment. Let the resentment go. Because what what does the resentment do? Resentment 
automatically separates you from the good. And it leaves you vulnerable to outside influences to which you react and overreact. So what was I going to say? Oh, so what I was going to say is, if you can refine your creator, let's say you're a father or a mother, you refine your creator, learn to flow, learn to be less reactive and eventually not reactive at all, then that is good for you. And if your children are still home, it's good for them to see it. And if your children are grown, it's good for them to see that too. Oh, what I really wanted to say is that uh, let me repeat, if you had a good father and you loved the good that you saw in him, it's the same as loving God, because the good in a good father is not his, it comes from the cre from the creator. And then you are safe. Yeah, you might re resent this or that person a little bit and make some mistakes and get angry and make some boo-boos, but you'll come back. You'll come back. You'll come back to the good. But if your father failed you, which many fathers have, or if he wasn't good, then don't resent him. It's that simple. Either way, you're safe. If you have a good father and you love the good that's in him, that's good. Good for you. If you have a bad father and you don't resent him, then you're also safe. And then search for the father you have never known. See, our real father, our real spiritual parent is God. And you have to find him. Search for him and find him. And then do you see that when you find him, then you're home free because your attachment to him of love and of faith, see, then protects you from overreacting to all the little things and not and to big things it protects you from overreacting it's that simple you become less emotional and then not emotional yeah there is a new set of emotions if you want to call them emotions they're not really emotions but a new set that come into play things like awe and wonder and patience and joy and love that you feel within from god in your inner being those are beautiful and you are filled with them and then the things on the outside, they become less and less important. And then you don't overreact to anything anymore. You watch. And it passes. It passes by. The things that people say on the outside and do, the mean things, the cruel things, the vicious things, the things that you hear in your mind, the terrible things, the blasphemous things, they're just like a bad movie. As if you woke up during the night and the TV was on at the other side of the room and there was one of these really terrible movies that they have on, you know, in the middle of the night. And it's there and it's blaring away. Or one of these infomercials that they have, you know, in the middle of the night. And it's just blaring away and it's just like, it doesn't even phase you. You don't even pay attention to it. It just goes in one ear and out the other. It's not credible. It's not meaningful. And you become more and more your own person and you begin to flow. And instead of being reactive, you become a shining light and you bring good into the world. It's very beautiful. So you have to learn not to react. That's been your problem, but it happens to everybody. Now you have to learn to react less and less. And eventually not at all. Find a connection with your Heavenly Father and then flow from that connection. And life is sweet.
and life is good. And yeah, maybe little things will happen. Yeah, this, this will happen and that will happen. And this person misunderstands you and that person says a mean thing and so on. All those are, are little chances to practice patience, to practice kindness, to practice speaking the truth, to practice all, all these good little, all these things. That way you have a chance to practice. It's beautiful. You have a chance to practice. If there was nobody that was mean, if nobody misunderstood you, if nobody was ever rude, if nothing ever happened, if there was never any rain to fall on your picnic and so on and so forth, you wouldn't have a chance to practice. Now you have a new way. In the past, all you did was react, 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 become resentful and angry and hurt and everything. But now, if you find the way to be still, to refine the good within, and flow from it, then anything that happens, it says in the Bible, that all things work for the good for those who love God. No matter what happens, it will only make you stronger. It will help you to build character. And it will be a chance for goodness to shine, for light to shine, for truth to be heard, for patience to be seen by others. It's beautiful. What I want you to understand is that the good is waiting to flow through you and with it all the blessings that it brings, but now it's stopped. In other words, there is something now that is blocking it. So what you need to do is to begin to take away the blocks that you can take away you may not be able to take some of them away because God has to take them away. But you can take some of them away yourself. You can start to unblock it. And one of the things that you can start to take away is resentment. You can watch for it. God will give you the power if you want to. He'll give you the power to watch. And when the resentment is there, you can see it and let it pass. Another thing that's blocking the flow of good, the flow of love, is judgment. That, perhaps, is one of your big problems, judging. Judging other people. So you've got to watch out for that and let it pass. What are you doing when you're judging another person? You're playing God. You're looking down upon them. You're condemning them. That's what you're doing. So it's a terrible thing, judgment. You have to learn to let it go. And then the other thing that is blocking the flow of good is a lack of faith, a lack of uh, belief in what is true. And I think God will have to help you with that one. And he will if you want to know the truth. If instead of puffing up and getting up on your high horse and reaching to condemn another person or to condemn another group or another anything. If you just say, well, I don't know. If you can honestly say, I don't know, and just let it go with that and wonder, wonder about something. Can you see the big difference between that and judging another person and then defending your judgment? See, if you can admit, well, maybe I'm wrong. 
You know, I always hated that person, but maybe I'm wrong. He seems rude, but maybe he's not being rude. See? And also yourself. When you haven't been condemning other people, then you condemn yourself. You have to learn now to let go of this this condemnation of other people and of yourself and stop playing God. That's also blocking you. And then the other thing that's blocking you is spending too much time lost in thought. Learning to sit quietly and observe people and even thoughts without falling into them is a very important skill. Observe the thought without falling into the thought. Then you won't be lost in it. And then, you see, it's out of the cesspool, the whirlpool, the soup of emotion. Out of those emotions comes doubts and fears and a sense of futility and what's the use and nothing ever goes right. And those things rise up in that soup of, e of emotions and resentments. And so you have to learn to stand back from all of that. Stand back from it and remain anchored in the present. Let that stuff pass. Let all that garbage pass and you'll be safe. Don't fall into it. Because when you fall into it, when you struggle with it, you end up giving into it and floating away with it. So now you have to learn to stand back. So when you don't doubt, when you don't hate, when you don't condemn, when you say, I'm not sure, I don't know, and you stand back and you just watch, good can flow and wash away the tears and the sense of God's presence can be there to take away the doubt, to take away the fear. And God will, will give you his approval, his warm love, when he sees that you are not resenting other people and not condemning other people and that you're no longer hating your father or resenting your mother. He'll see that and he'll give you his love. If you have a question or need advice, call our listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Now you can listen to Shedding Shackles live streaming on your phone. Simply call 518-896-1902. That's 518-896-1902. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.